this thing that we have is the you know COVID pandemic and people who actually were own have had their own uh, physical product uh, businesses they have out are the industry where they no longer have job as some even have lost their homes their uh, apartments their businesses and they're literally on street which is sad because they are so stuck in the old way they didn't want to convert it coming into the digital world so they are like literally I really feel for them because they're like they have the old mindset this is the only way I know and this is the only way I can ever do it but in the digital world you can literally help which is the number one thing that I try to do is you can literally help people around the world get result and better their lives and themselves and as a result you have a business where people are paying you you are listening to next up nation where leaders and influencers dish their secrets to inform inspire and entertain serious podcasters with host tiffany youngren get ready to hear at least one way to attract more loyal listeners and profit from your podcast remember though none of what we say can help you if you don't take action so let's make it easy if you're new to the show, go to nextstepnation.com slash listener for show notes and a free podcast budget worksheet. For our loyal listeners who want to stop dabbling and start dominating, visit nextstepnation.com slash get started to learn more about how we can help you hit your targets in the next 100 days. Now here's the show. Yeah, I'm a game changer. Hey there, I'm Tiffany Youngren, host of Next Step Nation, where we help podcasters and YouTubers with vision become preeminent thought leaders in their industry. You are about to have the incredible opportunity to listen as we dig into the why, who, and what of a podcaster's show. Then at the end, we'll identify one powerful how, one action he can take for results in the next 30 days. Today, let's welcome Mark Kumar, host of The Mark Kumar Show. Mark, welcome. Hey, thank you so much, Tiffany, for having me on the show. I truly appreciate it. This is truly an honor, and I cannot wait to have this conversation with you. We're going to have a great time. Yes, yes. Thank you for joining me, too. I'm really excited you took the time out to do it. Uh, the Mark Kumar Show has released 70-plus episodes since October 18th of 2019 until the day of this recording, which is June, 9th, uh, June 16th of 2021. Mark Kumar is a lifestyle entrepreneur. He coaches entrepreneurs to run a profitable online business by sharing their own advice. So why did you start the show, Mark? I simply started because there was so many episodes, so many different podcasts that I have listened to. It. I felt like there was like a wealth of knowledge that I gained. And from all of that knowledge, my cup was getting fuller and fuller and fuller. And it got to the point where like, I need to empty my cup and by sharing my own personal expertise, my experiences to help other people out like I mean, other people have helped me. So that was straight out because I just want to help people out. And the whole point was help them out. I want nothing in return, but it just happened. It worked out and people reached out to me. And then in turn, it turned out to be pretty good experience for both sides. Oh, good, good, good. So did anything just trigger you that you were like, you know, this is something that could really be cool? I mean, was there a moment that you remember that it the light went on? Yeah, it was like one of the time, one episode that I was listening to, I don't remember exactly what it was. And I felt like that there was a topic of like, how do you create your own SaaS company or a software as a service company? And then one gentleman was talking about it, I'm like, it would be kind of cool 
if I can have a podcast about that, and I know a lot about it because I already had a company, the web development company, and it would be cool to share it. And then right there and there, like, let's just create a podcast out of it. And then I went into the search of finding a podcast host. As, and then that was a little, let's just say, a catchy thing where, where I wanted to have everything, but I couldn't get it. So I ended up creating a company out of that and a podcast out of it. So that worked out pretty good. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 So, you know, it's funny. Um, I interviewed Neil Patel one time and he talked about how that was how he, he created so many different SaaS products was he would go to do it himself. And then he would just find that the solutions were, you know, not to were crappy, you know, and, um, so he would, he would create one. So I love that. That's what you did. You went and you started a podcast and then it sounds like you got frustrated with the hosting solution for podcasts. And, you know, I was, like I mentioned, I I've listened to um, some of your episodes and, uh, and heard one of the, one of them talks about you hosting podcasts on your, on your platform as well. So that's, that's a really, that's really cool. I love that you did that. Yeah, absolutely. And it was pure out of frustration, just like if anybody who was starting a podcast, there is like what I call as a little devils out there who would be like, hey, we'll charge you X amount of dollars, but we'll limit you on all the different things. And if you want more of the things, then you have to pay more. And then I was like, I just want one company that gives me everything under one account and I could not find it. So I ended up creating a company called Simple Podcast Cloud. And with us, one cloud, uh, one account, and you can have unlimited shows, unlimited downloads, unlimited bandwidth, unlimited podcasts. So it's pretty much unlimited everything. Does it distribute to it the distributes, different uh, What we do is we give the people or people who are clients, give them the opportunity to distribute any way they want to. But we do help them out. So for example, if you are in iTunes, we give them a, a, a RSS feed, which they could just go plug it in rather than we do it for them like other company does it. So we don't want to take control of it because if you later on decide to go somewhere else, you have the control and all you got to do is just switch the RSS feed to somewhere else. Oh, some, yeah. Some of the people who have used like pot beans, Lipsyn, who came over to ours, like this is so much easier, so much better and everything works. Like the key thing, it works. Yeah. Do you have built-in analytics or is that something that people need to kind of, okay. Oh no, everything is building. So what it works is you open up an account and then you can uh, open up any number of podcasts you want. And every time somebody listens to your podcast, obviously building analytics into it and then you have how many listens and where country and so on and so forth. Okay, great. It's it's by podcast and also by episode as well. Okay, awesome. Well, and at the end, be sure to hang in to the end because uh, we're going to talk a lot more about like where to find Mark. I honestly, I didn't, when I was first listening to your show, I listened to your interviews because I really focus on optimizing that opportunity when you have people on your show. But just at the last minute, I listened to your most recent episode. I'm like, oh, you've got a podcast cloud. That's awesome. (laughs) So, and I thought, um, so now I'm just geeking out about it. So at the end, we'll talk more about that and how people can find you. But let's talk more about your show. Uh, one of the things that I asked you beforehand was what it is that you wanted from your show. And you said, and this sounds kind of like a vision for it. Maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you want to help your listeners learn how they can create their own digital empire. Is that kind of your vision for it? And can you expand on that? Yes, uh, that's what I want my listeners to do is like when, for those of you who may not know what the hell in the world, the digital empire, digital empire being anything that you can help somebody else 
you create either a course out of it or online coaching out of it, and then you help a lot of people out. Only online, right? You do on one to one. So online course would be probably a better way to do it, and that would be one of your digital assets, where you create a course, you help solve a problem, and number two would be help get people result that they're seeking. That's asset number one. Asset number two will be create a SaaS company like I did for a simple podcast cloud. And then another way of doing a digital empire is have yourself a online coaching program, which will be either a mastermind or one-on-one coaching and things of that nature. Okay. Why do you think it's important for people to uh, focus on things like that? Because, uh, this thing that we have is the you know COVID pandemic and people who actually were own have had their own uh, physical product uh, businesses they have out are the industry where they no longer have jobs. Some even have lost their homes, their uh, apartments, their businesses, and they're literally on street, which is sad because they are so stuck in the old way they didn't want to convert it coming into the digital world. So they are like literally, I really feel for them because they're like they have the old mindset. This is the only way I know. And this is the only way I can ever do it. But in the digital world, you can literally help, which is the number one thing that I try to do is you can literally help people around the world get result and better their lives and themselves. And as a result, you have a business where people are paying you. That's awesome. And you're going to notice I take notes throughout because as we talked about beforehand, I go through the who, what, and why of your show. And then at the end, we'll talk about some ways, some things that I think you're doing great and ways to leverage those things. So, uh, so you'll forgive me while I <laughs> look down and do that occasionally, but now who have you identified as your ideal listener My or who have ideal. you been listening or who, who um, do you see even another way to, that to, I think even a better question is who do you see who do you find are listening to your show and you're seeing getting feedback or seeing that they're getting results from it? It would be uh, my ideal listener or client or buyer, where we're going to label that would be someone who is between the ages of 25 to 35, who has a mastered or passed the midnight test. And people who listen, they, they may not know what in the world, the midnight test, midnight test is a skill that you think, you know, so well, if I wake you up in the middle of the night and ask you a very specific question related to the scale or trade that you think you know, and you can answer it within 10 to 5, sec- five to 10 seconds, then you have masked the midnight test, and then we can move forward on how to monetize uh, your skill set into a digital world. And just to give you an example, just to clarify things. So let's say uh, I think I know about fitness and you wake me up in the middle of the night and hey, how do I lose 10 pounds? If I have to think more than 30 seconds, I don't know my trade so well. If I can answer it less than 30 seconds, like very specific answer, give you the exact step-by-step things that you have to do to lose 10 pounds in the next month, then I can move forward and make money. And I love that. Have, I- yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I just want to say one more thing. If you have passed the midnight test, those are the people I want to work because they have the right mindset to move forward as compared to people who did not. They're still trying to figure things out and they're pretending to know what they're doing, but they don't because when you go into the real world after you pass the midnight test, 
there are going to be so many different questions that people are going to ask you on a 360 degree variable where they're going to be coming for left, right, up, sideways. And you have to literally, the bare minimum requirement is to know your trade like the back of your hand. Mm-hmm. I love that you brought up fitness because that reminded me I'd been on your website and saw the transformation that you went through. And uh, so you must know a thing or two about fitness as well. Yes, <laughs> I awesome. know a lot Good about it. So yeah. Good for you. And so now your podcast, um, it, it's called the Mark Kumar show. Is that correct? And then, that is correct. so is it, so the whole premise is geared towards helping people in this way. So it's taking them how about if I just ask you in your words, what's the transformation that you provide for your listeners? The transformation is that I help them go after the past the midnight test, go help them create their, uh, without spending any money to earn their first thousand dollars online without spending any money. And oh. once they have consecutively done that for six months, so at the end, at the end of the six months, they're going to have $6,000. And then from that particular money, you take out $1,000 and invest it into like a, creating a website, creating an online course or getting another web, uh, another a camera equipment, things of that nature, a software that you need. But oh, until wow. you hit that $6,000 mark, do not invest any money because you are going to learn so much through that process of getting that 6K because you're going to be learning a lot from people, how they ask the question. And then you're also going to see the number of questions that over and over and over get asked that to the point where you're going to just pull out your Word document or app on your phone, cut, copy, paste, and answer them. So it will, so by the time you get your 6K, you want to master the thing. And then you're like, okay, I don't want to do this anymore because I'm not literally typing it. And they already know the question they're going to ask. I'm going to just copy and paste. And then you create an online course based on that. Okay. So let me just clarify. Um, you okay. know your stuff really well. So I just want to kind of slow down for a second and just make sure I'm understanding it correctly. So you're looking at it like making sure that the people who are listening, they are listening, they're getting engaged enough with their audience that they're able to uh, like inventory the questions that they're getting and then use that as their training. I mean, honestly, it's great sales copy as well, (laughs) but, but use that for their business. Am I understanding that correctly? That is absolutely right. And then by doing it this way, you're not spending any of your own personal income. Only thing you're doing is spending the time, which could be 20, 30 minutes a day, which is like nothing compared to the amount of time that we almost spend on a daily basis on our phone. So 20, 30 minutes, maybe you get four clients out of the month. And then those four clients give you at the very beginning, let's just say you make $400. So half an hour a day, four clients in the month, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And okay, so I also want to just let our listeners know, so all of the episodes that we've done so far, every guest has taken the track of we want to focus on getting more listeners. So when you're invited, when you're brought onto the show, you get to choose like, do I want preeminence? Or do I want profit? Now we all want both, right? (laughs) So we always end up talking about both. But and, and we talked about this beforehand. But I, I want to make sure, I mean, we could, that's like a six hour conversation <laughs> if we're talking about everything. Right. Um, right. so we really, I really want to, uh, be effective in what we're dissecting and what action step you can take. Yeah, so definitely uh, go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 go ahead. 
I was going to say, yeah, definitely let's go with the profit part of it. Yep. And then, you know, we'll go from there. Yes. Yes. So I just wanted to let everybody know, normally right about now, I just like dig into audience, how to grow audience. But while we will talk about that, this is a special, I just think it's a special treat because everybody wants to learn about profit, but we talk, and I'm just going to tell on everyone who's been on the show. The first thing we talk about when the, when the show is over is profit. <laughs> so I know that that's what everyone wants, but if you pick one or the other, um, you know, you can't start a show based on profit, but clearly you've got a lot of episodes under your belt. Uh, and I always say it's tough to have a sustainable podcast. I think it's impossible, quite honestly, without some kind of profit. So you can delegate the parts that you don't want to be doing yourself. And, um, you know, it's all great to help everybody, but at the end of the day, you have to get like, you have to, you just can't do all this, all the things you need other people helping you with the things. Otherwise, right. even helping people isn't a big enough. Why? And, you know, and we're also still just human. Just a side note, <laughs> just also a side note is that profit helps you get better equipment so you can create better content. So you definitely need profit. Love it. Love it. That's true. Profit equals better content as well. So I totally agree. So we are going up until now. I'm sure we'll do this again in the future, but this is uncharted territory. So I'm excited. Um, right, so cool. let me ask you. So I'm going to be asking you about, you know, money and what you're making um, with your show already, like ways, you don't have to tell me exactly like how much or anything and sure. anything you're uncomfortable with talking about, just feel free just to say like, peace out. I don't want to talk about it. But um, so are you making a profit right now with your podcast? Absolutely. And it's around average between two to four K. A month. Okay. And then what is your, like, what's your method? Like, how are you making that profit? Uh, basically it's just sharing my content with other people, but not just sharing a content because anyone can go get in front of the mic and start, start talking about blah, blah, blah. And people are going to listen to it. It may find it interesting or not, but I, most of my shows of people who have listened to it, they are looking for advice that helps them save time, but more importantly, help them get results. And if they want more results faster, they get in contact with me by going to my website. And then we have one-on-one -on -one coaching from there okay. where I teach them like, hey, you could do X, Y, and Z and then whatever problem they may have. Okay. But the, I, I try to do the whole monetization in terms of sponsorship. But what I noticed is they don't pay you that much mm -hmm. <laughs> at all, like 50 bucks. And they want you to go above and beyond. And then they want to do all that stuff. And even though that's nice, but I feel like I don't think it's really a good fit for me because I feel I can push all the advertisement there is mm -hmm. just so I can make extra two, three hundred dollars. Or I can have a client who I can build a relationship with. And then later on, that client can refer me more clients. And then at the same time, but most important thing, which I always, always emphasize, I help somebody change their life. Right. That's awesome. I And, you know, a lot of times when you get those sponsors, we're sacrificing content. So we're sacrificing the quality of the show for right. pennies, where when you're monetizing kind of in a more robust way. And right. usually there, it's usually a way you don't see and it improves the content. It doesn't make it worse. So, so are now when you say that you're making, uh, you're, you're, uh, in, increasing your revenue, I'm guessing. So these are monthly, uh, pay, uh ongoing recurring subscription type things, or it, is this like, it's, it, it varies. Sometimes they're ongoing month to month. And sometimes it's just a one-time thing. I just need help with that. And this is my budget. Can you help me? Yes or no. Then we'll go okay. from there. 
And are they listeners who come to you? Uh, there are, it's really tricky. Sometimes it's a listener's friend's friend. Oh, okay. And sometimes it's a listener itself. So, so sometimes it's really a tell. referral and sometimes yeah. it's a listener. Okay. Yeah, so it's like a listener's referral, if you will. Okay. So can I ask you this too? Um, first of all, I need to ask so I don't forget because I keep forgetting to ask you this. Your call to action is to go to markkumar.com. Is that correct? That is correct. And, and once you're there, click on contact, and then you get this uh, uh, 30-minute session. And within the session, we identify what your business is and then how I can help you if there is. And there has been like one or two times somebody reached out and we had this session, this complimentary session. And then like, I cannot help you because I don't have any ways to tell you what to do. That happened two times out of the 200 people that reached out. Okay. So literally, cause I, w- I went through your website beforehand. Cause I, I heard your call that I'm always, whether you talk about listener or you talk about profit, I'm always like, what's on the website. How do I go to the call to action? Um, and literally it's a, just a plain old contact page that just says, yeah. use this form to contact me. So on the show, and I don't remember this, but you said something. So when you, when you do your call to action, you say like, go to the contact page, I'll give you a 30 minute consultation. Is that true? Yep. Okay. Yep. And so how many contacts do you think you get uh, weekly or monthly from the contact I, page? I would say like 20 to 30. It oh varies. My gosh. <laughs> it varies. 20 to 30 per month or per week? No, no, no. It, it would be wonderful if I had a week. If it was a month. <laughs> <laughs> so monthly, it's, it's monthly, about. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And pretty consistently, you would say? Yeah. Okay. So do you know how many listeners you have approximately? Uh, I would say based on the analytics and other things about five to 10,000 a month. Okay. Yeah. So 5,000 to 10,000. And then have you noticed, um, this is, first of all, I'm so like, great job. (laughs) I just, I am so impressed that this is happening. How long into your podcast did you start getting this kind of a response? It took about eight months uh, of consistent working, trying to figure out, trying to get the whole thing. Because when I first started, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. So I was trying to do all different things and letting it sit there. And then I tried to do the whole intro, uh, intros, outros thing. Then I got to the point where like, you know what, forget it. I'm just going to go straight to the contract. No intro, no contract. Um, No intros or outros because normally people skip through it. It's like a Netflix when you are watching, binge watching your show and you get this uh, uh, uh a trailer that's like, you know, you're going to, and Netflix gives you an option to skip through it. And then most people skip through it. So it's like, what's the point? Yeah. If you do it through Netflix, you're going to go through the same thing with when listening to the YouTube or a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So, um, so when you do your call to action, you just blend it into the beginning of your show or at the end. The, the beautiful, the beautiful thing about the call to action thing is since I dropped the intros and outros, I can literally put it anywhere I feel like it. And it will be a surprise as compared to if I do in the intro part of it, people already know it's coming. Mm-hmm. And there's a music, there's a certain speech, blah, blah, blah. And outro, same thing as compared to if it's just pure content. I literally just spit it anywhere I want. I feel like it. So there's like always a element of surprise. I don't know. They don't know when it's going to happen. And I don't even know when I'm going to do it. And when I feel like it, okay, I'm going to throw it in there and off it goes. That's so great. You know, so often when it comes, I call it on-air lead gen, right? It's just like a website, only it's audio, (laughs) you know? And so I, I, you know, I think it's beautiful that you're doing it exactly how it's meant to happen, where 
people are listening to you. They like, know, and trust you. And then just at the moment that it makes sense that you're thinking, you know, somebody's going to want to know what to do next so they can actually make what just was said happen. That's when you say it. So that's so awesome. Well, I feel like you're giving everyone a masterclass in on-air lead gen, because this is amazing. Um, so, uh, let's see what, first of all, before I move on to the next part, what, what else are you doing that works that I haven't even asked about that? You just feel like this is a bombshell. Everybody should know that they should totally do this. Uh, are we talking in general or something specific? Cause I can go in different tangents. <laughs> just related to what we were just talking about when it comes uh, to the call to action, uh, people responding to it. Um, just the kind of the, if we were to look at the podcast episode as a landing page, um, is there anything that I've missed that you feel like is a really important part of that conversion piece where they're listening? Uh, first of all, and let me say too, I love that you don't have an intro. I love that your show is just like, boom, start. You know, I think that that's, that's fantastic. But, but anyways, back to the question, um, is there anything that I miss when it comes to converting that episode? Absolutely. And I think uh, anybody who's a podcaster, they should definitely do that somewhere along the line, rather do an intro or outro, take that out. As soon as you take that out, you'll be surprised how much your listenership increases. And you should definitely have two calls of action. One of us should be very direct, which I have, which means go to my website, click on contact, and then you get a 30 minute session with me, complimentary, so on and so forth. Number two will be a specific URL in which someone can go fill in their name and email and get a digital asset, whether it be a PDF or a video or some kind of thing. So you're building your list at the same time. And that will help you if you get it when you have a new episode, you push that to your list and there goes your listenership goes up. So you'll build your list and get clients, potential clients. Okay. Okay. Again, I love your format, but I just have to ask, what do you, what do you think, or have you tried the, uh, like the cold open where it's like a clip from somewhere inside the show. That's just like a bomb. That's awesome. And then there's an intro, like a quick intro after that. And then the show, like, what would you think about something like that? I mean, that, that, that works long as you don't do it on a consistent basis, but then it's like, Hey, I already know the intro is coming. Mm-hmm. I already know the is coming. If we do it consistently, just like uh, going back to a Netflix example, you already know two minutes is opening. They're going to try to hook you and get you curious. And after that, there comes the intro and you're going to press skip and open. Oh, gotcha. So it's a cash 22. It works. Yeah. If you do it once in a while, then it's like, okay, it works. But every single episode is the same exact format. Then people are going to try to figure this out. And people are pretty smart nowadays. Yeah. And how do your guests feel about it when you just, I'm just super curious because I love how you do this. So, um, so you're talking and then all of a sudden you're just like, oh, by the way, you know, you should, you know, like here's, you know, go, go to my thing, hit contact and then back to the conversation. Like, is it weird at all? Or what are some tips as far as making that smooth? I, I think if you provide value first, it's like going to the whole, you hook it, you provide value, then you have action. And if you do that two, three times, throughout your episode, people are going to be like, hey, I'm, this guy helped me and I need more information. For example, let's just pick a fitness industry. If I have this podcast for the fitness and I'm talking about how do you lose 10 pounds in a matter of 30 days, then first thing I was like, hey, you need to go for a walk and hit your 10,000 steps every single day and that will help you. And then after that, we'll be like, if you eat uh, more of a high protein and less carb and don't eat anything crappy outside and so on and so forth, 
And then it will also help you lose weight too. And then followed by third will be, hey, if you need more help, you go to fitness.com forward slash gift. And then there is a, you download your digital product. And then that will also help you. So it's a whole help, 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 help. But you're helping me build the list as well. Mm. I love that. And so let me just dig into, because this is more selfish because I feel like you do something that I, I do well, but I don't like to do. Like I love to help people with their podcasts and crush it and find different avenues and, um, you know, strategize and, and make all the pieces work together. So they get the outcome. Sure. One thing that I can do, but I love that you do this so well, and that's creating the, the, uh, what did you call it? The empire, the digital empire. Digital is that empire right? yes, yes. <laughs> and so you're really good at that. And I feel like when someone's got a podcast and they want to, uh, leverage it to get more sales, not have so many podcasters don't have that. Like they don't have, like, they're like, Oh, I love helping people with this. Um, you know, I I've got people who are really great at sales. They don't have a sales course. And I'm just like, could you do one? <laughs> like, I feel like everybody's calling you, wanting them to help you and right. you don't, <laughs> you know, and that's a logical next step for a podcast about sales. And I'm sorry, you know who you are if you're listening, <laughs> but, but like, seriously, brilliant, brilliant person who would probably make, you know, it, it probably six figures. He'd start getting those in. He's going to be like, Oh, Merry Christmas, six figures. And I don't even need the money, you know? And so, I, I just feel like that digital empire is such a big piece. So I'm excited at the end to be sure to share your information and how to connect. Well, I mean, I've shared it like three times already, but, um, but I, I love that. I just think that that's super, um, super awesome. So if you coach them so back, kind of back around, that was kind of a long conversation about one thing, which is uh, selfishly, I, I just want to know. So once somebody goes through and they contact you, you do the consultation, what does it look like to work with you? So they're like, I need a, um, especially because you know that I work with people who don't have a digital empire. So, and you say, Hey, here's some ideas. So like, just like, um, you know, I, I want to take a different example just cause I feel like I was picking on that last person. But like, if I talk to someone who's got a food podcast and they, um, have a, have a recipe book or something and they love cooking, um, healthy food, you know, they know how to make things that are, you know, high protein, low carbs, and not a bunch of crap. And so you're talking to them and you give them this consultation and you, you know, got some solutions about how they could do it. What's the next step? Like, how do they go in and make that happen? That is such a great question. And I'm so glad you asked that <laughs> because I'm all about action, getting result, action, getting result. And that's why people work with me. So let's say, let's do a case study. Let's just pick any industry for any industry you could think of, anything. And we'll do a live consultation right now. Any industry. Oh, right now? Like for real? Right now. You want me to give you one? Okay. Anyone. So let's do, let's just do that example. Let's do the health, uh, the healthy eating. Uh, you know, for example, I know how to make things gluten-free that taste good because sure. I eat at gourmet restaurants and that's the kind of food I demand, but my husband gets sick if he eats bad food. So I know how to make a lot of things that taste good, but are healthy. So if, if I were doing a podcast about that and talking about, you know, people who've had this experience in their life, what would be our consult? What would our consultation look like? The consultation would be like, hey, Lisa, uh, Tiffany, what kind of a gluten-free recipe that you could make in 10 minutes? Can you jot them down so when I follow every single step, I should get the same result that you have gotten when you make it? Right. Can you yes. provide that? 
and just real quick, let's stop. That's a qualifying question. That's a, do you want to work with me question? Is that correct? Okay. So let's, I just want to really identify these things. I think it's so useful. So I would say, yes, I would be able to write those down. All right. And how long do you think it's going to take you to write them? How many, how many recipes? Uh, just one recipe. A one for now, uh, it took me about 10 minutes just to write 10 it. minutes. Awesome. I, so, not even that probably like three and a half. <laughs> all right, cool. Awesome. So if you were to write that down, can you also include a picture or two in it? Yes. As part of your uh, uh, digital uh, PDF, whatever. Yes. So let's say if it takes you 10 minutes to write one, and if you have to do 10 of those, that's a hundred minutes. That's a little over an hour. If you could do it in the course of let's say two weeks and out of the hundred of those, when you are creating your podcast, you could tell people, go log into this URL, give me this uh, email and then so email, name and email, I'll send you three of those. And then uh, let's say recipe number one, you give them whatever step-by-step-by-step. By step by step. Recipe number two, you give them step-by-step-by-step. By step by step. And at the bottom of your uh, recipe number two, you're like, hey, I have this another digital thing that you could download it. There's a link, go get it. Recipe number three, step-by-step-by-step, by step by step. there's a link, go get it. Recipe number four, step-by-step-by-step, by step by step. call me, mm-hmm. contact me, ask me more questions. And that's where it stops. At that point, you gave them four recipes, but you got six more. If they want it, they go click on the link and download it and okay. then pay you for it. Okay. That would be one, one way to do it. Okay. So we do that consultation and I'm like, okay, awesome. I could totally see how just with what I'm doing, I can just make my first digital asset right away. So then it's like, but then what? Okay. I've done that. And I've gotten sales. So do you like, do you follow up? Is it something that's ongoing so they can like create a workshop? How does it look to unfold all that? How how it works is let's say we go through the process. You have 10 files and then you are making some kind of money out of it. And then a week later, I reach back to you. Hey, how much, how many sales did you make? Did you want to get one step further? Do you want to automate the process the more Hmm. than what it is? And if you say, Yes. Mm-hmm. No. You of tell course, me what yeah. you say. <laughs> I would say yes, of course. <laughs> okay. So if you want to say yes, then help me. Let me help you build a whole process, an automated system, in which you are consistently making sales. If you're interested in working with me, let me know, and then we can work on have a a virtual session in which I could take you step by step, and it could probably take you two months to reach ten grand. Would that be okay with you? Yeah. Of course. Okay. Okay. I think I have a good idea of this now. Usually I don't let us go way in the weeds like this because it, it, you know, I really want to make sure I come out of this with a actionable step for you. And the more that I'm asking you questions a little bit, the more intimidated I'm getting quite honest. I'm like, crap, I hope I think of something, but I will, I already have some ideas in my back pocket. So, um, but I love this. I just think it's so valuable to know, and you clearly are, are crushing it. I mean, podcasters right now are probably listening, going two to 4,000 a month. Like, and you, that's your primary focus. If you want to, you want to have that. So I think it's awesome. And like we talked about before, it's so fun to start where you're already doing this. So it's like how, you know, like what are some ways to get to that next level? And even that you're probably going to already have ideas and have tried it. So um, I'm, I'm excited about this conversation (laughs) even more. Awesome. Awesome. So now before I go on too much, I do want to talk about, so we were talking about the who and who is good for what has been your feedback about the show itself from your listeners? 
more more episodes. Which more episodes. <laughs> yeah. So, and the other thing I saw, you must have taken a break between October and May. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. Can you talk a little bit? I do this all the time, so I'm not <laughs> casting aspersions on you whatsoever. Because I'm like you, I'm like uh, I'm helping people podcast. So yes, I'm gonna make more episodes. And um, but tell me a little bit about that break, how it affected you know your income or your listenership, and um, if if it was it deliberate. I actually it was deliberate. We moved, so we renovated the house where we are living right now. So that took a majority of the time and that just didn't have the time. I woke up six o'clock in the morning until one, two o'clock in the evening, just working, working away. And that was it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. It's yeah. awesome. Your podcast can help create a lifestyle where you can do that too. <laughs> so, so that's awesome. So did you see any impact when it comes to listenership or signups? It did drop for about, let's say, 20 to 30%. It dropped income, the signups, the whole nine yard, and which was okay at the moment because I was too occupied building the house. Then I didn't have time to worry about this. I knew it was all going to get back. So once the house was taken care of, the old built up, and I'm a little office space in which I can work out of it. Now things are getting back on track to where we were. Okay. Awesome. You know, the beauty of podcasting too, is it lives on. So even yes. when we take a break, yes, it dips, but it, do you kind of see it, it like, uh, inverted plateau dips? Like it, it's not like it goes down to nothing. It just kind of, like you said, 20 to 30% drop. That's not that bad. Uh, right. it wasn't a super long break probably either. I mean, it was, it was a few break, months, but yeah. But how, how amazing that we have a platform like this where, you know, it keeps living even beyond that. So, right. um, now we've talked about the, why you have your, why you started your podcast, who you serve. And we really just melted right into the, what we've been talking a lot about things that you're doing that's working. I'm just going to ask a few more things. So what do you do to what's been the most effective ways that you've attracted listeners because listenership obviously is important to you because those are the people who are signing up. So what has been the most effective way, what have been the most effective ways you've done, you've attracted listeners so far? It varies sometimes given an interview like this and sometimes it's the paid advertisement, which I venture out to at Facebook and YouTube. And then what I found is like, you can obviously, when you do a podcast interviews like that, you have the video version of it, which you can put it on YouTube and then same concept apply, help, help, hook, help, help, mm -hmm. hook. And then you come in to uh, join your list, help them to sign up for your uh, consultations, same concept. But I find is, which is very interesting, YouTube or Google advertisement works a lot better and it's less cost effective as compared to Facebook. Before I tried the Google, I thought it was Facebook was the only one. It's the most easiest. It gives you more thing. But in Facebook, let's say if you're doing a video ad kind of thing, which is very standard nowadays, and they considered somebody who watches your video for three seconds a play. Hmm. which is not a whole lot of time. Think about it yeah. as compared to if you go to Google and YouTube ad, they consider a play if somebody watch your thing for 30 seconds. Oh. So you can literally get about 29 seconds of free advertisement. If somebody just clicks out of it. Wow. That's Huge. so good to know I feel like that is the like takeaway mic drop. Let's go. <laughs> you know, that's awesome. Right. That is yeah. that I, that I did not know that that is so fascinating. So Google, um, is the most eff effective and cost 
effective as well. You would yes. say too. Okay. Yes. Definitely. Okay. So, so do you do like social media strategy type things like organically, or do you stay away from that kind of thing? Uh, the organic, the most I would do is the Facebook uh, groups where I go help people out. And then every time I answer a question at the end of the question, I ask them, Hey, message me if you need more help. Oh, perfect. And then from there, take one-on-one. And then I do that once a day, uh, maybe 20, 30 minutes every day, Monday to Friday, at least anyway. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, that's so funny. Um, I actually, okay, I'm just going to be honest. I mean, this is totally a transparent show if you haven't noticed already. But so for myself, it's on my list of questions to ask people about the groups. You know, do you go into other groups that your audience goes into, not your own groups, but like other people's groups where they're growing it and doing all the work and you're just going in and answering questions and not being salesy. Like that's really all you have to do. And I got no so much. And I started just feeling bad for the people I was interviewing. (laughs) I was like, I'm just not even going to ask unless they bring it up. And the fact that you brought it up, I'm just so impressed because uh, one of the things they always say is like, I don't have time. And I call it my pajama work. It's the thing that I do when I'm laying on the couch on a Saturday morning, watching some ridiculous show that like the bachelor or something where I don't really have to watch it (laughs) at all, but it's mindless and entertaining. And I can sit and be smart on my phone, you know, and do something so valuable because it, it gets so much traction. So uh, have you, have you seen that to be a really effective way to number one, get people to reach out to you, but do do you ever um, point them towards your show or is it mostly to get direct contact? It can work either way. And that's one of the things that I teach is like when we remember earlier, we were talking about how to make you a thousand dollars, six thousand dollars. That's literally the way to do it is Go to Facebook groups, find out the problems. And obviously, if you pass the midnight test, then you can go in and answer the questions. And then you already know yourself so well, you can answer any question. And then as soon as you start providing value, it will work two ways. One, you're marketing yourself for free. You're just investing mm. your time. Number two, you're build, helping other people. Number three will be they're getting in touch with you. So let's say you help and help answer 10 questions. Out of 10, three will message you. Mm. And out of three, one person you get to call and close the sale on. So mm. one one client per day, let's say $200 per week, that's still pretty good. That's really and good. And if you bump bump it up from uh, one client to two clients, you can easily make $1,000. And then literally you're using your phone and working from your phone. And then I'm so glad you asked us, uh, said that where when you had somebody else like I don't have enough time mm. to go on Facebook and do this organic marketing thing and the thing maybe you could tell them next time you have somebody else like I don't have time tell them hey would you if I give you ten dollars to mow my loan would you do it answer more than likely will be hell no what if <laughs> I give you hundred dollars hell no thousand dollars Maybe I'll think about it. And if I give you $10,000, would you mow my lawn? Then answer will be, yeah, let's just say 50% will say yes, 50 say no, because they're busy, whatever. If I give <laughs> you $100,000 to mow my lawn, would you do it? What do you think majority of the people will say? <laughs> of course, yeah. Of course, right? And then <laughs> yeah. that's how you look at your Facebook organic marketing. It's like if... You can have this $100,000 free funnel, which you don't have to spend money in it. Instead, it's giving you money. You mow your lawn for $100,000. 
Right. Oh gosh. I love that. I will totally be using that. And um, this is something we'll probably talk about after the show more, but are you on Clubhouse or uh, Fireside? Are you on any of the social, new social uh, audio I platforms? am not on a Clubhouse because I am an Android phone user, not an oh, iPhone. Oh no. Okay. Yeah. I'll make a note of that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They don't okay. have it otherwise I'll be on it. <laughs> not yet. Not yet, but they will. Yeah. For sure. So, and then also how important do you think is like the visual brand identity as far as attracting the listeners? As far as podcasting goes? Yeah. Just again, looking at the fact that this is a funnel. So it's like getting people to your show, then they're signing up for your, you know, initial uh, step, getting the consultation or the download that you offer. Um, when you're attracting those listeners, like, ha- do you put a lot into like the, you know, the, the logo and the cover art and all that kind of thing? Or are you just kind of like fly It's like push, push, record, push, send, and you're on your way. Uh, you'd be surprised to know the answer. Uh, nobody cares about your <laughs> logo. <laughs> nobody cares about what you look like, which is a beautiful thing because which is a blessing and a curse at the same if nobody cares about at least in my experience nobody care about what you look like nobody care about your logo the only thing people care about is getting results mm-hmm. to help validate that let's say if you're sick you have a flu do you think you're gonna care what the doctor looks like or do you care about what the medicine that doctor's gonna give you to help you feel better right right exactly I know. I feel you. Okay. Well, I mean, honestly that, yeah, it totally, it does surprise me, but it doesn't because I've already looked at all your stuff. So I kind of feel like you could, it it doesn't look like it's very professional. It's really consistent, but it's simple. It's clearly, it's like, I can see where your priorities lie and the fact that you're getting results. I love that you're not getting roped into the, the shoulds, you know, like all the things that you should be doing, you know, shitting all over yourself. And so the fact that you're just focused on the things that are getting you results and then leaning into that, you know, I always say, you know, put money behind what's already working. And that's exactly what you're doing. You're like, this is already working. Now I'm going to, you know, push advertising behind it because it's already getting results. I don't want to spend money practicing. I want to spend money uh, putting gas on the fire. <laughs> exactly. Can I just say one more thing about yeah. advertisement and people who are listening to it, they may be thinking like, Hey, I want to do Facebook advertisement or YouTube advertisement. I would say hold off until you consistently making $5,000 per month, every single month for at least eight months, because what that will do is you're going to put a lot of money in there. Like every month, let's just say two grand and you may not make anything unless you make it five grand and then you can start scaling into advertisement. And because at that point, people are going to know you because you did the organic Facebook marketing and people are like, Oh, now I see the ads for that. Cause that's where you're going to advertise on Facebook and on YouTube. So okay. those are the only one there. Then the other ones out there off the wall, which nobody cares about. <laughs> okay, cool. And then how about a blog? Do you have a blog that you write or anything like that? I had a blog and it was a pain in the butt to write it. And I'm so glad the podcasting thing came along so I don't have to write it. Because one time I tried to write the blog back in the days, like 2000, 2006 or seven, it took me literally eight hours to write 500 words. I was like, this is insane. (laughs) And I'm trying to remember, I did actually, if I remember correctly, when, when we go to your podcast page, I actually listened on Spotify, um, that link goes, it goes to your actual page. Is that correct? But I thought I saw another one. Like, is there like a YouTube link or something? Or what do you, do you have a strategy on which links you provide in the description or what, what do you usually include? I include three links. 
Okay. Most of them, anyway. One of them is my main website. And another one is my lead gen, where people can go sign in. And third one is whichever social media platform that I'm trying to perform, uh, uh, have more uh, visual availability on. Right now, it's YouTube. And the wonderful thing about it, I'm so glad you asked that, is if you put your link in every single episode in the description, it will help you increase your ranking in Google. Reason being, I didn't know that either. I wow. discovered that by accident because every single episode, I put it in there. And then a couple of months back, my website, the Mark Kumar one, didn't show up because just type in Mark Kumar. And then I started putting it in there because your link, and then when I say a link, not, I mean, you put HTTPS forward slash colon the whole URL mm-hmm. as you see it in your browser, put it in there because when you put it in your show notes, it goes to iTunes and then iTunes, when it's a search engine as well, Google is going to search for it. It's going to say, hey, the iTunes is linking back to you. Spotify is linking back to you. Amazon is linking back to you. And then because you are in iTunes, there are other third-party companies that go from iTunes and they take the show notes and they link it back to you. And the reason why you want to put HTTPS, the whole thing, because in some of the directory that shows up as a link and that is a follow link, mm. which gives you more ranking. Yeah. And then also I noticed it's, it's pretty high up in the description too. So you don't write a, a ton of text and then you have it buried at the bottom. It's Keep a little it bit of text so that yes. it's not the first thing, but it's yes. towards the top. So you can see it before you click see more. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. That was awesome. This is amazing. I'm so excited. <laughs> so, uh, like I said, it's always fun. Like it's so fun when someone like you who comes on and you just know your stuff and, um, uh, just levels everything up. So this is super exciting. Oh, um, I'm excited. I'm excited. Let's, <laughs> let's continue. <laughs> yes, exactly. I know. I'm like, wait, I just fangirled for a second. I better get back to what I was talking about. So, um, the other thing, let's see, I had one other question. Um, that just, the links blew my mind. I'm just going to (laughs) say like, I literally, um, it emptied everything else out of what I was saying. Okay. So when you have guests on your show, what is your strategy as far as who is coming on your show? Person has to have a good understanding how they can help the people who are into the lifestyle entrepreneur world or digital world. And those are the people I have because those people I care to have on my show because those 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 are the people who are going to help my listeners and listeners first before anything else. Okay, perfect. All righty. And let's see, have you seen, um, have you gotten feedback on certain types of guests over others either through, I mean, for me, I feel like you get such a clear snapshot of what I call votes. Like every time someone signs up, that's like a heavily weighted vote. Uh, if they're downloading, that's a lot of votes. So if the downloads go up, it's a, like a micro vote, you know, it's kind of like buying a piece of Bitcoin right now where it's, you know, hardly <laughs> anything, but it still contributes. Um, what, what are some guests that you, have you seen a trend? So like, well, if I have guests who are X, Y, Z, then typically I get more votes from my listeners it's it's weird as of right now all the guests that i've had on most of the emails that i get are and i don't mean that in any negative way it's just that 
I want more of you to do more of the content because I came to your show, which is weird because I'm thinking I get other people to come in so they get another point of view, another insight. But the people listen to it like, no, I want your vision, your way of doing it. And that's that. I don't understand that. But you yourself, you're like, I don't get it. I don't know how to answer that question. I don't get it. This is my show. I don't get it. I'm like thinking I'm bringing other people up because they can provide more value to you. I guess depending on the personality, because if you think about it, like people come to my show because they like my personality and that's why they continue to listen to it. But I have other people who may not have the same energy level or same personality because people are used to it. I'm like, I'm baffled because I'm like, you guys need to just have a different mindset. Like, if you want to learn, <laughs> learn it from anyone who's willing to teach. That's where I am. I'll teach. I will learn from a homeless person if the homeless person teach me. Yeah. Well, and two, if I could just like my interpretation of that is that, you know, we always have to pick what we want to teach our listeners, right? Because people don't like to learn. They want to be changed. They want to transform. But they don't really want to learn. And so if we really want them to take action, that's a big thing, right? So us asking them, like, take this big step which is the most important thing, right? I feel like on your show, that's the number one thing is enjoy it, keep listening and take action, right? Um, But if you were to also ask them to change the things that they like, like, oh, well, you should just like another person coming up and doing that. Like, that's a big favor. So you're kind of using some of your, you know, your tokens that you really want to use for them to take action. Um, But I do, I do hear what you're saying. You know, I've had another guest on that, um, I thought so like he has such good content on his show. He too needs to develop a, uh, uh, digital empire. And, uh, but he, you know, people are just like digging what he's saying and same thing. He's like, yeah, but when I talk about when I'm a, when I do my solo stuff, that's what everybody, my listeners, that's what they tell me. That's they, all they want. But as a podcaster, there's so much power in having a guest on your show. And it does bring more people. And this is, he actually attested to this. He said, I get more people to my show by having guests, but they really want to just listen to my stuff is the feedback that I'm getting. And so that's just a trade-off. Like we just have to, you know, if it's worth bringing people in, um, for myself, when I've guests on those relationships I build, it's always been my favorite thing. Like I love the listeners and I create a show based on what will give them value. However, my guests are my number one client (laughs) and not just because like, Oh, they work with like, it could be a collaboration or whatever, but usually I'll know at the end of the show, if it's like, Oh my gosh, we have to do more stuff together. Or if it's like, peace out, that's the last, (laughs) you know? So, um, so I think it's, I think it's really cool. And I can totally understand. Have you, has that been kind of your experience? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I think it's, like not to be the dead hose is like if you have your own show people are used to the way you talk the way you record the way your quality of the audio is as compared to when you have some other guests from somewhere else another world another state whatever they may not have the same equipment and when you're recording it it's more control environment, which means you could just open up your Audacity or Adobe Edition or, or OBS or whatever software that you use. The quality of the audio is a lot more better and crispier as mm. compared to if you use other platforms, sometimes it degrades the value of your audio. Right. So it's so many different variables. Also, they're shorter typically. So people can make it through the whole episode. I mean, yeah. these hot seat series, these are the longest 
podcast I've ever done because <laughs> we have an agenda, like I have an outcome that I want to make sure we have, but, right. um, but I do like that's, I think that's a thing with the solo that can really be uh, an asset is that they're typically shorter. Okay. So, um, before we move on, cause I think it's a good time. And, and I just want to tell the listeners like these, this episode, I did talk to Mark ahead of time. It's going to, it's running a little bit long, um, but I got his permission for <laughs> So you still good to go, Mark? Awesome. I got a thumbs up. So we will move on to the next part. What I'd like to do is move more into the next phase, which is the kind of my take on things. I've kind of already told you a lot of the things I love about your show. So I'll keep, you know, I'll hit on them as bullet points, but I think we've um, definitely, hopefully you feel like I definitely know you're doing a lot of things amazing, but can I have your permission to move into the part where we talk about what I think you're doing well, some areas of opportunity and the, if I were boss of the world, when, as it specifically relates to profiting from your show, does that sound good? Absolutely. I am excited about this. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. I have to tell you, usually I have a lot more notes. I, I, I have like this section that I just keep track of like <laughs> this part, but I've been taking so many notes on a million other things. So I'll have to go from memory on a lot of it, but, but there's a lot here. And before I, before I, um, move on to, we did talk a little bit more about listeners than I normally would, but the one problem that you did say that you, not problem, but one of the, if the number one challenge that you want to overcome as well as listeners. So, um, we did kind of cover that as well. The nice thing is, is because your number one profit, the way that you profit right now has to do with listeners, it made total sense. So I think that that's really great as I take us into this next section. I always do it with a filter. I always want to express exactly the filter that I use when I'm looking at what makes a show great, what gives us preeminence, what helps us uh, attract that profit. And the four P's are number one is to know your purpose. Uh, Number two is to know your people. Who is it that you're talking to really dialing in on your audience messaging? Uh, number three is optimizing the promotion of your show so that you're able to get in front of more people with less effort. And number four is to earn proceeds or profit to pay for mostly to pay for help or to just live on uh, and create an income from it. So are you ready? We're going to get started. <laughs> okay. Let's do this. So number one, I think you are extremely strong at uh, using actually effective ways to build the right audience. So I really like that. It's not a matter of like, I just want everybody listening to my show. So often it's like, how can I get a hundred thousand listeners? Like I, I seriously feel bad when people come to me with that question, because I'm like, why do you want a hundred thousand listeners? It sounds like a headache. Like I just want the right people. I would love a hundred thousand of the right people. And in about five years that can happen. But when you're talking about quickly, I'd rather have 20 listeners that can't live without my show and want to talk about it after it's done, you know, or want to, you know, take a next step. It's like, Oh, I just heard this. And now I want to do this. So, so I love that you, that's it. That is what is exhibited with what I've heard and what I've seen from your results as well. I I like that you're really clear about who your audience is, not just for your messaging to them. So they get value, but also, so you get value. So, you know, that the people you're attracting are right on the mark um, and you can help them. I also like your simplicity. I think this is probably one of my weaknesses. So it's probably why I've spazzed out about it the whole time, but I love that you don't 
go overboard to get everything. It's like, okay, that gets, I, I'm just going to ignore everything else because that's getting results right down to the groups. I just really appreciate that you spend that time to get into those groups, answer questions. It's also a great way to develop those questions that you talked about. It's like getting a case study, you know, you're getting, you know, all these questions from exactly the people you want to work with. So I think you're just really, really strong at that as well. You've got a great voice on, um, on the uh, podcast different. So it's not like a, this radio voice that is like, hello, you know, and you're like, I've heard this voice a thousand times. Do I really have to hear it one more time? And I listen to a lot of podcasts, especially right now. And so I just appreciate your, um, authenticity. It just comes through. So I appreciate that. And you're, authority in your space as well. Um, and yeah, I just, I just think you're a rock star at in the format. I'm, I just absolutely love your, your format as well. I appreciate well. the compliment. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Well, now I'll share some areas of opportunity. Usually I, I end up asking more questions. Just, I, I don't want to assume things. So as I start to roll out, I'm kind of usually asking some more clarifying questions, but, um, one of the things is that, um, it, I, I, you know, this was one that I actually came before this and I thought, well, if everybody's signing up, I don't know if this is really an issue, but if we're talking about upping things based on what you're already doing, I would just say to be really clear about your web address. Like if I, if that was the first time I listened, I wouldn't have known. However, you cover that because it's in the show notes. <laughs> and so I could just go to Spotify and click on it. So, um, but I would say like, if, if, if someone's driving or, you know, something like that, if there was a way to make it an easier transition, because as we all know, that's taking them from the audio to an actual website platform. Um, so even if, if, and I'm not telling, like I said, you're doing it beautifully, but if it were me, I'd be looking at like, how can I remind them it's in the show notes or something, you know, if they're driving and they just happen upon your show uh, and, you know, they, you know, parked and then changed it to your show and then they start driving again, um, you know, just to let them know that how to find it. So they don't have to remember like, how do you spell that? And what did he say? Or, or right. things like that. So again, super minor. The other thing that's a little bit bigger that I wanted to ask was um, that, well, actually, let me just say a couple little things first. So also when it comes to web just your website and your contact page. I, I love that it's simple, but I would be tempted to also, um, you know, on the thank you. I, and I should have filled out your contact form on your thank you page. Do you have like a, Oh, here's your free download or anything like that. Or oh, yeah. do you just, is it okay. Okay. So see, there you oh, go. Yeah. You already have it going on. Yeah. So good job. Um, and then also, okay. So now I'm going to go into the bigger one. Sure. So have you considered having people on your show who are your ideal clients? I wouldn't say I have considered it because I haven't had thought about it before. To be okay. Yeah. This is a strategy that um, I, before I even help people with podcasts, I just <clears throat> kind of stumbled upon it. Someone had mentioned it. And so I started testing it. Sure. And this is really where, um, you know, if you have a lifetime value of your customer, that's more than, you know, really five to 10,000 you just, it's a six figure switch, you know, it really makes a big difference because especially with your personality. And I'm sure that when someone comes on your show, they feel really comfortable. They feel empowered. I mean, just going through that little, that, um, short, 
a consultation exercise that we did, you know, I'm sure that they feel really empowered. Um, but people like to learn by watching other people learn, like somehow we trick them into doing it, you know? And, um, and also that way you're, you're so good at, uh, being clear about targeting who it is that you want to meet, that it seems like a pretty minor switch to turn prospects into potential customers by having them on your show. Um, also you really get a sense of their struggles and things like that and get in front of people, you know, maybe if you're thinking, Hey, here's this influencer who, I mean, you're kind of leveling up your coaching too, where it's like, well, I would actually like to be coaching people who are already making six figures at coaching and already have an empire, but I want to get in there and help them get to this next level or something like that, uh, where you're able to bring them on. And, um, turn that either in again, either into a collaboration or into a situation where you have this conversation with them. And then when you're done with it, you're able to say, does it make sense for us to have another conversation after this, you know, and then build that relationship. And not only for customers, have you done that? And I should ask too, have you had people on your show? I know you have people who have, um, strengths in this area, but are probably, um, people you could collaborate with. Have you developed collaborations based on I interviews? I have, uh, done the collaboration on two, two people that I have on my show because we just have such a great energy. We had the same thought process. It was just a natural fit. Like we worked on creating a online course and they're like, Hey, you do part of this. I do part of this. We'll create the content together and then you go sell it. I go sell it. And that's it. So we're just helping each other build the course faster. Oh, I love it. Oh, that's so great. That is really good. <clears throat> In fact, um, so on my show, Next Up Nation, episode five, I talked to Josh Tapp, and he is incredible when it comes to joint ventures. And he specifically teaches on how to do it within the podcast way of, you know, like within a podcast. And um, where, I mean, personally, I I used to have a podcast with where I interviewed top real estate agents. And so I was able okay. to convert those again, I didn't invite everybody to have a consultation, <laughs> but where it made sense, we would be like, Hey, let's talk about this more. Do you need help? Oh yeah, I totally need help. That's why I was interested in doing this. And so it wasn't like if they didn't, it was fine. You know, I still enjoyed it, but, um, it just was such a good way for both of us to get to know each other and then take it offline and then work together. And so I was able to profit again, like you're talking about where you're getting, a lot more than if you were doing advertisements <clears throat> with the collaborations sure. and the joint ventures. If you're, you know, as you're interviewing people who are in the same space, so like someone who does podcasting, who, who's, you know, customers also like you share the same customer base, but you don't compete for the same services, right. putting together a package where you're like, Oh, I do coaching to put together their, um, you know, their digital empire and they're like, Oh, I build landing pages or I do this. And then you're like, well, let's put together a package and then we'll send it out to both of our email lists and then have some special offer. And then we're able to, you know, increase sales on both of our, you know, leverage both of our lists by having this and provide more value. Have you considered anything like that? Or is that like, do, do you have what are your thoughts about that? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, not at the moment. I haven't thought about it because I've just been busy doing other things. And uh, one of the things is like what I learned is time is something that once you spend on something, you never get back. 
And then also I got to learn to say no more often than I say yes. Mm -hmm. And then there's so many different things that are going on right now with, well, with the house now that it's done and then trying to come up with another idea because I'm the kind of person like have this idea, let's go make it happen before, before I was just go implement it and that's it. And then fall right on my face. And now I got a little smarter where like, I have this idea, let's go validate it, go to Facebook groups and ask people, would they be interested in using the service? And if 50% of them said yes, and then 25% paid up front, then it's a good idea. Yeah. That's the thing that I do at Forest. What you're saying, I haven't even thought about it. I just yeah. don't have the time. That's a lot it. of extra work. So again, I'm talking areas of opportunity, not huge right. priorities. I, I, in fact, even throwing it out there, I think I was more looking for like, do you hate this idea? Like, would this be terrible? <laughs> but it is more time. So I could see right. if we're talking about doing a minor tweak to leverage it, doing something even better, doing something that you're already doing and it flows right into it, I think is optimum for you right now. Um, so I'm, I have one more area of opportunity before I go into like, this is what I think you could probably do with the least amount of work and still be able to get more results. Um, and that would be the blog posts. Now, having said that, I know blog posts are a lot of work, but, um, Edison research and NPR did a study on how people find podcasts. And one of the ways is through online search. So they'll just like look up a topic and then they'll look, and then they'll go find that's becomes a landing page. Like your episode becomes a landing page and then the, you know, the players just built right into it. So someone can read it or they can just click play regardless. Boom, there they are. And then having your call to action right there, like, you know, here are links just like you would otherwise, right. um, or even the call to action just right there. They could just fill it out while they're still on the page and not even leave right. the page. Um, so something like that, uh, you know, automating it or making a system where you're not doing it. You know, we've got a couple solutions that we do. We've got, usually we'll like push through transcripts, you know, and have transcripts made. And then we'll just send it to like somewhere like content fly where they just write up an article because it's kind of like what you said about the logo. And I know writers all over hate it when I say this, but it really, it's a SEO play, right? And people, if they get there and they see that they're interested in the topic, you want them to do something else anyway. So it's a matter of listen to the show. So there's another download or, you know, take the action that's on the page so that they can just talk about it instead of reading about it. Um, but it just has, it has um, a pretty strong effect on getting people to your show uh, just by the natural. And again, it's an, it's an SEO play too. So, so that, can, can I just suggest yeah. something or say something real quick? And I'm so glad you brought that up, the whole transcript thing. And it's like, you know, going back to the whole, who is your ideal client or listener? And then we talk about the podcast or, or YouTube, anything, whatever. And then I try to do that with, where I transcribed it. And when people go and read the blog post, and then they are like, I want more blog posts. I don't want to care about the audio part of it. I want more blog posts. So people who will read, they only want to read. Okay. People who are a listener, they only want to listen. So it's kind of like a cash 22. Then what so. I would say on that is treat every page. And I, in fact, I started my company as a content marketer. So we built websites and blog posts, but I, every page on your website is an employee and it needs to have an outcome that you want it to have and a way to do that. And so if, if that was the approach, if you're like, I don't want them just to read it, you know, I, I can see what their behavior is already going to be. Right. Then I would say, optimize it for the call to action. Like, don't even worry about embedding it or anything. Like yep. just focus on, I want them to get there for the content and then right at the top, be like, or, you know, 
you're so good at like, I'm not going to tell you how to convert someone into a lead because you're a brilliant at it already, but, but treat it like you would the same as your show. It's like, where in this content do I want a bigger thing saying, Hey, you know, now's the time to go do more about it. Cause you're, I can feel you, you're getting excited already, <laughs> you know, about, you know, something like that. So you're optimizing it for converting it into instead right. of that. So that, that would be what I would say to that. Cause that's okay. valid for sure, but they're not really competing. Cause if they're looking for you online and then all of a sudden they have a search on Google and then they go to your page, like that doesn't mean that they would have ended up on your podcast. So this is a whole different bunch of people who are finding it based on that. So, um, and then it would be just a matter of, you know, getting the leads there, but the content is coming. So the beauty of podcasting is you don't have to think of all these topics, like these topics just are flowing out and it's just using one more way, you know, reusing it in a way that will attract more audience. And then, you know, it, nothing's more proven than a page, you know, <laughs> on <laughs> getting conversion. So podcasting, it's really unique that you have that ability to take the content and convert it into a lead. Whereas a, a blog, you know, a blog page, it's like proven a million times, <laughs> that, right, right, right. you know, so it's like this whole new audience that you might not even be getting. Um, but I would just say, have other people do it. And then, and then if you were even, if you're, you know, just, it's a math problem from there. It's like, well, if it costs me this much to have every transcript made into a, a blog post, and this is how many leads I'm getting from it, then, you know, this is worth it or not after time. But, but it, it is, um, I, I can tell you that a lot of our traffic, I would say most of our traffic comes from our blog. So um, it's definitely a very, very effective way to get people to your show. So, so there's that, but again, those are, those are those, but, um, so before I move on to like my, my number one thing, this is what I think would take the least amount of work. Most, is there anything else that you want to add or, or ideas that you've been inspired with or anything before we do that last item? Uh, not that I could think of anything right now, okay. but I'm sure. And as soon as you start talking, something comes up. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we'll be like, Hey, show's over. You'll be like, Oh, you know what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Well, now's about the time. Like we talked about everything about your show. I feel like, so you're probably just like, Oh my gosh, I don't know. Do I have a show? What am I even talking about? But, um, so let me just say, I, my, my own opinion is that, I think that number that having people on your show who could be potential clients would be the the way that I would go because you're already bringing guests onto your show and you're really good at knowing who the right uh, potential client is and having those people on your show. Number one would allow your listeners to hear you give the advice, you know, so someone could come on with their experience um, and you wouldn't have to format it like that. Like, this is weird. So I, you know, don't, I wouldn't even say like format it like this, but I would say just like when I had a, when I had a podcast for real estate agents, they talked about, they just told their stories. They're like, this is what I did. And, you know, think about it, your ideal, your ideal client, they, you know, they have passed the midnight test. So they know something really, really well. And to right. give them the opportunity to share that and how did they get there? And, um, you know, your question, in fact, a lot of times what I did, I would just put questions from my consultation into it. So I'd be like, you know, so 
what you just like you did. So what would be the, the topic that you would talk about? So, you know, what recipe would you have? You know, I mean, those right. kind of things where it's, you've really already done a lot of the consultation before you even get off of it. And they've already gotten to see how you work. Your whole audience gets to see how you work and your audience got to hear your voice, which is what they like from the solo versions as well. And then, you know, after the show wraps, then you have that opportunity to say, Hey, you know, what are your thoughts? And usually what happens is it feels really not, everybody thinks like, oh, you get off and then you try to sell. And it's like, no, it feels weird. If you're like, bye, see ya. You know, it's like, you just had this problem that we totally like hashed out, but I don't want to talk to you about it anymore. So it feels weirder <laughs> just to leave it at that right. than it would just to say like, that was so awesome. Does it make sense to talk about it again? If the person's like, well, no, you know, I mean, the timing is not really right. That's not offensive to anybody, <laughs> you know? So, um, so and, and then it, it's really rewarding too, um, for you as well, as you probably know from having your consultations. So that would be my, my two cents as far as that, because you'd have a quicker conversion of someone who you've been able to feel really good by giving them that platform as well. So I don't know. What are your thoughts about that? I don't know if that personally, I would do it personally is because I feel like if I have my ideal clients, some of them may not feel comfortable being interviewed, especially video one. And then mm -hmm. knowing the fact that they're recorded because everybody's different. So it's like, mm -hmm. uh, may or may not do it. And then some people are like, I'll, I don't mind. So 90% will say no. And the 10% is like, I don't care because mm -hmm. they're just like me personally, whatever, get it done. And <laughs> I would say for me, I don't know if I'm going to venture out to that one. Yeah. Well, let me ask you one question too. So if everybody said yes and thought it was a good idea, would what would you feel about that concept? Still, it would say that it would have to depend on a couple of factors. One of them, do I have the time? Yeah. And then number two would be, how much are they? How much time do I have to invest with them? Well, that wouldn't make any difference because I like helping people. So, well, and you have the interviews varies. blocked out anyway, so it's not right. really taking additional time. And I don't right. want to talk you into it. Like honestly, no, no. this isn't me trying to talk you into it, but I, it, I'm so curious about your feedback. And and I always want to separate because when I bring up this last part, um, right. I'm always trying to dissect like, is it fear or is it like this legitimately is not a good fit for the model kind of thing? It's I think. Uh, because I have done so many different interviews and so many different countries, literally. And then I may get somebody who's in UK or Hong Kong where the time difference is great. And then what works for me is not going to work for that. And then I got to get up early in the morning, which I did today, actually, six o'clock in the morning, okay. but just to be on a podcast interview. And it, so like it varies. Maybe when I have a little more time freed up, I may think about it. But at the moment, I don't think I will even consider scheduling anything like that. Yeah. Right so do you feel like guest management is the part that would take the most time? Oh, no. no, not at all. What, so I got that. I got again, that whole I don't, thing automated. This is so helpful. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Good job. So this is so helpful to me, too. Um, sure. What what is like what because you do interviews right now. And I'm just wondering, like, what would take the added time? Again, I'm just learning what what it would take the added time of like the way that you get guests right now versus having people that you've seen either contact you but haven't booked the consultation or people who have booked a consultation that you're like, oh, you'd be great. You know, this would be somebody I really or or even if you have a system where you're like, I'm just going to put every time I get a um 
get a consultation request. I'm going to see if they want to do something like this or like, what, what do you think would take more time over having the guests that you have right now? I think it's just qualifying the right amount of guests. Gotcha. Okay. Perfect. Not even like the automation process. Like, Hey, there's a link. Go sign up. That thing is fully automated. I didn't even touch it. If they cancel it, they could reschedule it. The whole nine yard is done. Yeah. It's just that getting that right amount of client, uh, right amount of guests who are willing, number one. Number two, can they add value? Right. Right. That's the most crucial thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, honestly, like um, I could I could actually talk about this for like an hour. And I, I feel like I don't want to beat a dead horse, but um, I, I totally feel what you're saying. If anyone's wondering out there, like, um, I've thought those same things like 100% I have, cause I had those fears. Imagine I contacted real estate agents and most of them don't care about marketing. Like I literally went out and you can't get in front of a real estate agent to save your life. If you're a mark and I'm now a licensed real estate agent. So, I mean, I'm speaking and, and we actually had our own office for, um, over 20 years back in from like 19 mid early 1990s to 2008. So I went into this industry where it was like so hard to even get time with them. I would send them the email to invite them on the show and they would just think I was, you know, a spammer or something. And I'm like, no, really? And then they're like, well, how much is it going to cost? And I'm like, it doesn't cost anything. And then it was a matter of like, how do I provide value? Because I've heard, you know, 15 different agents talk about how they got their start. But at the end of the day, what ended up happening was I was very careful about who I invited. Like they, there were standards that were set. So, and then I have a questionnaire similar to this show. Like I don't take everybody onto the show quite honest. As you saw, I'm like, wait a minute, you didn't answer this one question. So, right. and you did it, you did answer right. it. I just was, um, I needed to clarify, but just to give you an example, it's like, cause I'm like you, I'm like, I don't want to add one more thing. So I've got an automation that's like screening. And then it's like, okay, yes, you are the one because you showed up to the appointment <laughs> and you did yes. all the things. So there are ways to overcome that, but I, you know, you also have to be passionate about it. So if you're yes. like going, you know, I, I get it. I could see the value. I know that I would convert, you know, if I interviewed 10 people, I know I'm going to convert 55% of them. Um, but I just can't, you know, get behind it is something I'm excited about. 100% don't do it. <laughs> and I'm sensing like, that's kind of the part we're missing because all these other right. things are overcomable. Like they're just not things that can't be sorted through or automated. Um, you right. know, uh, but if you just aren't passionate about it, we know as podcasters, we have to be passionate about whatever we're doing. So um, I would just say, um, you know, Mark, you're awesome at what you're doing. And the one actionable step, like the first one, I don't think is a good fit. Um, but is there anything that we talked about that you felt like, you know what, I didn't even think about that. And, you know, I could see incorporating something like that, like whether it's the blog or the Definitely is not going to be a vlog. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no, nothing like that. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Uh, I feel I would like not I'm. I, I honestly, I feel like I'm on Beat Bobby Flay, and you just beat Bobby Flay. <laughs> so, so I love it. I feel like you just you're crushing it. There are definitely you know things that could be tweaked, but I feel like they're just you're you're digging it. Like you're right in your wheelhouse. Um, you know, and even with the profit, I mean, don't you kind of if, if I were to 
if I, if you were to tell me what is one thing that, you know, would increase your profit right now by making a tweak, what would it be? Would it be more ads? Would it be, um, you know, what is it that you'd pour more gasoline on at this point? I would say more ads, definitely interested in not learning because I know how to do it on both platforms that I have seen result. It's just uh, getting the fine tuning the ad a little more. So I hit the target that I'm going for the target clients. That's it. Because obviously I got the Google pixel and the Facebook pixel. So anybody who goes to lead gen, I can spit up and show them ads based on what they, where they landed on my website, the whole nine yard. So that's already thinking It's just that fine tuning a little more like this is specifically who I want. And I want more of those around the world and then take those people who have found automated for them to my online courses and let will be fully automated then I can go to Hawaii and enjoy my vacation. <laughs> exactly. I love it. I love it. Well, um, well, Mark, again, thank you so much. I, you know, to everyone who's listening, go make sure that you check out the Mark Kumar show. You can find it on your favorite podcasting platform and uh, do the search and find it. Do you have a link to it from your website? I don't, but if you just go, literally, you could just type in these three words in any search engine, Mark Kumar podcast. My show will be the first one that comes up. Awesome. K-U-M-A-R. And we will have links in our show notes, of course. course. Uh, Thanks again. Is there anything else that you'd like to add, though, before we wrap? Uh, One thing, guys, if you are listening, obviously, you've been listening all this time, (laughs) and you definitely want to take your skill set and take it seriously and go and take some, put some gasoline on it and make some money. Do the midnight test, go to the Facebook groups, help out people. And every time you answer a question at the end of the question, go tell them like message me. So that way you can help them further one-on-one and then charge them. If even if it's little as $25, which is like nothing as little as $25, trust me when I tell you this, the first time, When you get that $25, somebody who's not your brother, not your cousin, not your sister, somebody, a complete stranger, could be another part of the world, gives you money, you are going to feel like you are on cloud nine. And that right there is going to validate that you should continue on and charge more. I love it. I love it. Well, gosh, I feel like we did so much more than a podcast uh, episode. I feel like we did this whole masterclass in really um, what what they would expect by taking that next step and creating their own, you know, I keep saying a digital empire. I digital think it's a great word right. for it. So, so yes. I appreciate you just sharing that. And I think everybody's gotten a really good um, view of what you do and how you could help. And, you know, podcasters can really use that because being able to leverage a show by giving your audience, you're not only creating a profit, but you're really creating value for them. So I appreciate you sharing so deeply about what you do. Awesome. Awesome. And Hey, everybody don't be average, be brave, take action and make magic happen. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, please hit subscribe and leave us a review. Thanks again for listening and happy podcasting.